Ahoy! Welcome to another fun-filled episode of Bottom of the Stream. My name is Adam. And I'm Nick. And we're on a never-ending quest, but only once a week, to, <laughs> to find hidden <laughs> gems at the bottom of the next Netflix stream. Indeed we are. How How's the quest going this season, do you think, Nick? I mean, I think... I think... The bad's been worse. The bad's been really bad this year. <laughs> and I'm not sure the the top's been quite as good as the last couple of series. Do you think we've had a lot of mediocre films this season? Yeah, I think there's a bigger sort of wedge in the middle of the, the stream table, isn't there? Yeah, I feel I like feel the, the, that the couple the of films that are at the top wouldn't be in the top four or five in other seasons. I, I, think, I think that could be the case, yeah. Strange, isn't it? But there's still time. Yeah, this um, this is episode nineteen of this season. Okay, I mean it's, we're getting there though. We're getting right up to the end of the season, and the fourth season of Bottom of the Stream is coming to an end. I know, it's crazy. You know, the fourth season of Dexter's the best season, so uh, <laughs> got a lot of live, lot, live, lot to live up to. Oh, we're not getting as bad as that went, are we? <laughs> Hopefully not. Jesus. <laughs> How are you? What you been up to? Any gossip? Good, uh, bought a new doorbell. It's pretty exciting. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> is, it a, is it a smart one or just a, a bog standard? No, it's just bog standard for now because, um, well, I'll plug in one because, um, why am I talking about this? <laughs> <laughs> don't know. Um, I find it interesting because your doorbell's always been shit whenever <laughs> I used to come round back in the day when I was allowed to. Your so, doorbell's never been good. Yeah, the children I'm happy have, that you've got a new one. You've just selected the um, the tone. What does it do? They've just gone for the tra- traditional standard massive ding dong <laughs> because they didn't like any of the sort of um, <laughs> very cheap classical interpretations that seem to be on it. So <laughs> they've got a good taste. I think I'd have gone for a massive ding dong as well. <laughs> yeah, never change your ways. <laughs> I never will. <laughs> um, how about you? To anything how are you? Other than getting a new doorbell, I'm, I'm all right. I haven't really. Uh, I've got a lot to talk about, to be honest. I've not really done a lot. I mean, that's not great, being, on, being on a podcast. <laughs> well, I've got a really weird film to talk about, okay. but nothing's going on in my life other than this podcast. So it's it's just every day's like Groundhog Day, isn't it? This is the highlight of my week, and that is no bad thing, I guess. <laughs> no, talking to you is the highlight of my every week, always has been. Oh, that's, you're too kind. <laughs> I did... Um, nearly get a pre-podcast injury. Um, oh no! Why? What happened? Well, I'm I'm recording in the playroom because yeah, um, it's quite warm by the radiator and <laughs> pretty quiet in here. And the site before me is just one of absolute devastation. <laughs> I mean, there's Polly Pockets, there's Hatchimals. I can see Paddington Bear. <laughs> there's, a, Which, there's a couple of dolls on upturned. Um, nice. As I was entering the room, I did step on a Hatchimal, and oh no, is it okay? I think. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I'm fine. Thanks for asking, but <laughs> I think um, it it may be a little bent out of shape. Oh no! Are you uh, are you barefoot podcasting? I am. Yeah, yeah. I'm in. I'm, Me I, too. I'm in. Um, Shorts, t-shirt, and no sh- no shoes or socks. I'm I'm also barefoot podcasting. It's the way forward. This is a new trend. It's the new trend for social yeah. distance podcasting. Absolutely. Let's get it started. Hashtag barefoot podcasting. 
Viva la revolution. <laughs> Does it sound different because I'm in bare feet? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I, I could tell. Yeah, I, I could as as well from your your tumba is slightly altered. Oh, nice tumba. Good word. <laughs> um, have you got any Netflix news? I have. Yeah. Have you? Me too. Oh, are you prompting yes, me to say some? <laughs> Would you like to say some? Yeah, I'll or would say you like some. me to say some? I'll, I'll say some first. Okay. I don't mind. Um, one's not re- what first one's not news though. It's just well, it is news, but it's just news that something's arrived on Netflix, and it is Tom Hanks's new film, okay. The News of the World. Um, Excellent. That's is, definitely in my uh, my plan for this weekend. I think which is a western, hmm. um, and Netflix uh, bought it because um, it's not getting a cinema release. <laughs> No, it was supposed to be his next big Oscar grab, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Um, he wants an Oscar for it. And uh, yeah, he, he plays like a um, a gunman protecting a, a young young girl, doesn't he? I think as they travel across yes, I believe the American so. West. Yeah, Seems like an a, odd role for Tom Hanks to take. Seen the trailer? I mean, yeah, because you always think, you know, nice the, guy Tom Hanks. The, you the don't gr- think of the like... gritty western. Yeah, you um, don't think of him as like a grizzled cowboy, do you? Not really, but. Um, I've seen the trailer a few weeks ago, and it look, does look good. So yeah, it does look good. Uh, we'll uh, we'll check that out over the week. I'll check it out over the weekend, and I'll report back next week. Sure. Me too. We'll compare notes. <laughs> I've committed to that now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you want me to do one? Yes, go for it. Um, here's a headline for you: Netflix is recreating Alice in Wonderland set at a music festival. Okay, brilliant. I'm in. <laughs> Tell me more. It is going to be a modern-day retelling of the Alice in Wonderland story set against the backdrop of a music festival called Wonderland. It will also be a musical. Oh, nice. There's quite a lot going on there. (laughs) Uh, Singer and actress Sabrina Carpenter will take on the role of Alice. Okay. Um, You'll know her from Girl Meets World. And she was also in Tall Girl, which is a Netflix original, I believe. Yeah. She is also producing the movie. Oh, nice. Um, yes, it sounds odd, but it's coming. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to leave all comments until it's out, and then we'll uh, see what we think. But it sounds interesting. Yeah. Any way to spin an old classic? People are going to try <laughs> yeah. it, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know quite what to make of it, but it's coming, so we'll see what happens. Maybe she's going to, like, just... I mean... Might not be a kids' film. Maybe she's just gonna get totally like pinging her tits off on acid, and that's <laughs> <laughs> and that's how she, like she voyages into Wonderland. Maybe, maybe indeed. Right. Don't know. It's gonna be an interesting one. That one, I think. Glow sticks and whistles send her a bit uh, <laughs> trippy. Hmm. I'm not so sure. We'll see. <laughs> you got? You got any more? Yes. Um, Go on. I think this is going to excite you. <laughs> nice. So, sit comfortably. Um, do you remember what the last bus is? Yes. So, the last bus is a series coming to Netflix. It's, right. It's going to be ten parts. It's yep. an, the The synopsis describes it as an action-packed sci-fi road trip adventure. It's about nice. a group a group of mismatched high school students who band together to face a fearsome new machine intelligence. Ooh, sounds interesting. Yesterday, February the 10th, (laughs) Yes. 
So this is hot off the press. Hot off um, the presses. It started filming some exterior scenes in Bristol. All right. Um, okay. Cool. I know. I have. I have shots in front of me on this news article, which is from uh, the Bristol Post, which obviously I fre- frequent. Not living. Yeah. In obviously. Germany. Yeah. Um. But the reason we're so excited about it is because at least some of the episodes of this show are going to be directed by none other than Drew Casson. Oh, really? Yeah. No way. Yeah. Him of Hungerford fame? Yeah, the very same. Wow. Uh, please, Interesting. You know, go and check out our episode on Hungerford from earlier this series. Because... Yeah, check out the film because it's all right. No matter what Ross Cook says, it's all right. <laughs> I mean... It's, it's all right, Nick. <laughs> it's, it's fine. It's not terrible. I didn't say it was good. I said it was all right because it's all right. Our episode and, uh, is incredible, but the film Drew, is all right. Drew Casson uh, wrote, star, directed it, and he has now Basically got a made proper show on Netflix. <laughs> yeah, um, good for him. The, I'm happy. The world's for him. greatest leading man. Yeah, definitely. With such beautiful hair. Oh, beautiful hair! The man of gorgeous <laughs> hair. Good for him. I'm happy for him. He deserves so let's, it. Let's keep our eye out for the last bus next year. <laughs> Will do. I'll, I'll add it's my uh, looking forward to list. Okay. I don't have one of them. But if I did have one, it'd be on there. Do you know who Noah Bornback is? Yeah. Do you? Do I? Do you? I do, yeah. Who is he? He's a director. He is a director. He, d- he directed He directed the... Marriage Story. He directed Marriage Story and the Mayorowitz stories with Adam Sandler. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's just signed an exclusive deal with Netflix. Oh, good boy. <laughs> good boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's. Um, it doesn't say for how long, I don't believe, in this story that I've not read. I just read the headline. Well, I've done some but proper research. But he's got a film coming. <laughs> uh, I've done some proper research, and that is. Um, he's got a film called White, White Noise, Noise coming. This yeah. is his next film. Have you got the synopsis? Nope. Do you want it? <laughs> yes, please. So it's going to start Adam Driver, who was obviously in was story. in Marriage Story. Yeah. And he is going to play a professor of Hitler studies. Oh, right. Okay. Dark. He's teaching at a, what is described in this synopsis as at a liberal college in middle America, which sounds like a clash straight away. It does. Um, now, I had to read this a couple of times to double check because... <laughs> Well, you did, I didn't read it at all, and you read it a couple of times. So. <laughs> it then says, An airborne toxic event unleashes a lethal chemical cloud. The band? Dr- <laughs> no. <laughs> Driver and his wife must face the danger of death together. Oh. So I didn't see that coming. No, not me. Did it sound so alright? What do you think? I, I mean, don't know, but I'm never sure about Adam Driver. <laughs> right, okay. I, just, I don't know. There's something about him I don't like. I don't know what you want me to say. <laughs> he's a good. Is that actor. what you want? No, I do. I think he's fine. No, I've got no. I, mean, I don't I'm, know. I'm up, just, him him to, like. I'm up for him seeing, to, seeing him trying to avoid a uh, toxic chemical cloud. Yeah, not? I'd be up for that. An airborne toxic event. Yeah, I've seen them live. Have you? Have yeah. I? I think I might have done. Probably, probably with me. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I have seen them live. 
I think when me they're, and you they're like I first think, album. I think we did out. go. I think me, you, and friend of the show, Mikey K, went to watch it, and possibly your sister. Not sure. <laughs> First shout on the show Maybe. for her. Um, um, and the last. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh no, we've just lost one of my news stories. Hold on. Keep going. Keep talking. Where did, where did you leave it? I clicked off the link. Okay. Uh, I've got another one. Will that Go be on. convenient to help you out? That would be convenient, um, yes. Michelle Obama. The Obamas, they're another like duo. Duo people that have, <laughs> that have duo signed. Duo ex- people? Yeah, that have signed an exclusive Netflix deal. That was sort of last year, I think they did. Yeah, that. a while ago now, wasn't it? So there's a couple of documentaries that have been out under their sort of production company banner. But yeah. next Club month Camp was the biggest one, wasn't it? That's right, yeah. Next month, Michelle yeah. Obama is actually going to be presenting a show on Netflix. Oh really? It's a cooking show. Of course it is. Why wouldn't it be? With puppets. <laughs> so I don't think she's going to be cooking the puppets. I would hope not. Fr- frying like up a really her... macabre Sesame Street. Yeah, yeah, frying up Kermit's legs or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think they're helping her do the cooking. Um, like we watched the... a really weird show like that once before. I wonder if it'd be like yeah, that. Uh, yeah, the goth one. Yeah, I can't, I can't remember what it was called. called. That's on Netflix. That was quite fun. Um, yeah, Michelle Obama is presenting a cooking show called Waffles and Mochi. Uh, right. Which are the name of the two puppets. And it's hits Netflix on the 16th of March, and it is trying to promote healthy eating for two kids. Oh, okay. Apparently. That sounds there really go. good fun. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure I buy your uh, enthusiasm for this, but <laughs> there you go. I'm sure it'll be a massive hit. Cool. I found my other bit of news. Do it. News me. Um, do you know who Judd Apatow is? <laughs> yes, I do, yeah. Good. I'm going to start all my news stories like that now. I find it quite he is fun. also a film director. He is a film director. He's got a new film coming to Netflix. Good. Have you heard about it? Good boy. Uh, no, which one is this? It's called The Bubble. It's a pandemic-inspired comedy. Okay. Um, it's about a cast of people, a cast of actors filming a film, but being in a bubble in the hotel whilst they're doing it and how their lives, <laughs> how they get on with themselves. Sure. Uh, There'll be a few the of them. The cast has been announced today. Okay. This is who, straight who off the got? presses as well. Um, we'll star Karen Gillan, who is pretty much in everything these days. Yeah. Um, alongside Maria Bakal- Bak- Bakalova. Bakalova. Who was in the second Barat film recently? Yes, yes. Um, also part of the bubble are Pedro Pascal. Again, in everything. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> he um, has got a busy diary. He has indeed. He's just been announced as um, playing Joel in the Last of Us TV show on HBO as well. Um, Fred Armisen, Keegan Michelle Key, yeah, Peter Serafinovich, nice, and most randomly, David Duchovny. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> it's described as a meta comedy focusing on a group of actors who are trying to finish work on a film and are stuck living in a hotel together in a pandemic bubble while doing so. Are they playing themselves? I don't know. It doesn't say that. I kind of hope they are. Yeah, me too. Um, Apato will direct and has written the movie alongside South Park writer Pam Brady. Okay, cool. Um, his wife and daughter are always in it, but they're always in his films as well. Uh, is it Leslie Martin? Yeah. Yeah. She kind of appears in all of his films. Yeah. So yeah, I thought awesome. that was quite interesting. It sounds quite fun. Um, 
could go either way with Judd Apatow. Most of his films do, don't they? They do go away, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. I'm newsed out. Me too. Good good news sesh. Well, apart was... from mentioning the... Oh, um, hello. <laughs> what's it came today to Netflix? That one about the hotel. What's it called? Crime Scene. The Vanishing <laughs> at the Cecile Hotel. Yes. I'm making you laugh yes. a lot tonight. I'm quite proud you of you. You are, yeah. <laughs> That's arrived on Netflix today and it's supposed to be incredible. So um, I'm definitely going to watch that. I've got a few days off out. next week. So, um, oh, nice. Yeah, I'm going to watch that. Uh, yeah, I've, I've seen, like, just like over the last couple of years, a couple of those famous videos that are involved yeah. with that uh, story. Um, and it's, yeah, definitely is going to be a big hit again, I think, that one. One thing, well, yeah, I think you're right. One thing I do want to mention is whilst I was looking for Netflix news today, I got the winner of the second season of Blown Away spoiled to, to me. Ha! And I'm very annoyed uh, by unlucky. people who put spoilers in headlines. annoys me. Don't do it, journalists. So what is the etiquette then on <laughs> spoilers for a show like that, a reality show? It all gets released at once. How long do you wait? Because how long has it been on? I think spoilers are fi- It's been out there for a little while now. I think spoilers are fine, but don't put them in the headline. <laughs> people, let people click through if they want to find out. Yeah, Just... I think that's fair. I don't think yeah. I'm asking too much. So, but the guy who's won it, or girl who's won it, no spoilers here, is the person who's my favourite. So I'm still going to okay. watch it. Fine. How many have you got left? Uh, two. Two or three, I think. Oh, no. You were so close. <laughs> I know, yeah. I was really annoyed. Have you watched anything good at the top of the stream? Yeah, I've watched a few things this week. Um, okay, cool. What should we start with? I'll start with a movie I watched last Saturday. Okay, cool. Uh, and it was... I think it's new to Netflix. Uh, I remember it vaguely coming out a couple of years ago, uh, and I think it was a pretty big flop. Um, okay. <laughs> well, I watched Hotel Artemis. Guess what I watched last Saturday night? <laughs> did, you, did you really? <laughs> I did, yeah. Genuinely oh, did. weird. Very strange. We're, we're more connected than you think. I don't know why. It just appealed to me to watch it. And it isn't really my kind of thing. But I quite enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. I mean, yeah, I thought I, it was really good fun. I, it was on my radar previously because I can remember, like I say, around the time it came out, I, I follow um, Dave Dave Batista on, on Twitter. And I remember him tweeting a lot about it. Um, yeah. and, He's in and it. He's not, he didn't he just like it. it, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Uh, with Jodie Foster... Um, and other people. Jeff Zachary Quinto. Pops up. Yeah, and who's the guy of It's Always Sunny? Charlie... Someone? <laughs> I don't know. Day, is it? Charlie Day is a person. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. It's good fun, it's, isn't it's it? Kind it's, of it's a little bit dystopian, silly. But it's... Yeah, it's, it's basically Jodie Foster runs a hospital for criminals. Yeah. So uh, there's a succession of wounded um, criminals criminals have just come (laughs) off the street of from robberies or just the general rioting that's going on um and and she's sort of trying to fix them up and patch them up and yeah yeah it's like a secret club isn't it masquerades as a hotel but i I really enjoyed it yeah Yeah, i did as well i definitely recommend it it isn't even my sort of thing normally but i actually did quite enjoy it I don't think Dave Batista gets enough credit either. He's he's really forged out a proper good career, hasn't he? Yeah, he's been he, in some of his well, he is in the most successful film of all time. No, no, but, <laughs> he's but he's, some of I don't it. He but he's actually quite good as the well. Credit, does he, for how good he is? No, he doesn't. You're right. I thought he was great in this. Because he's such an appalling wrestler. 
But no, he was, yeah, he was he good at the talking bits, wasn't he? I, I, yeah, he was. I always enjoy him in films. He's always he's really good in the Guardians of the Galaxy films. And yeah, I've never not enjoyed him in a film. I've not enjoyed him in a wrestling ring quite a few times, but I'd never not enjoyed him in a film. Yeah, it was good. It's worth a watch, I think. Definitely agreed. Recommended from both of us at bottom of the stream. Maybe we should have like a recommended tag on Netflix where we recommend films. Yeah, give us the books, Netflix. <laughs> yeah, recommended <laughs> like, by Adam and Nick. Yeah, like our seal of approval. Yeah, that's it. That's all I've watched this week. Okay, I, I've watched a couple more things. Okay, um, shoot. So finally started Snowpiercer. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, watched like four episodes. I'm not going to go into too much detail because I know we've talked about it before on the show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, really enjoyed it. Really, I gave up on it. I couldn't. Yeah, I really yeah. struggled with it. How far did you get? Mm, a little bit further Ish. than that, probably five or six, maybe, maybe uh, okay. seven. Yeah, um, yeah. Really enjoyed it. I didn't expect it to be like a, a detective show for the first yeah. few episodes, but that's that's kind of where we're up to. Um, yeah, good. Thought thing really really enjoyable. I quite enjoyed um, the first three three or four, and then I just fell away from it a little bit. In that time, I recommended it to Jordan from Grief Burrito. He now he loves absolutely loves it. And yeah. I fell away from it. I'm going to catch you up, Jordan. Anything else? No, I just want to catch him and tickle his beard a bit. Oh, yeah. Have you seen his beard lately? It's incredible. Yeah. It's gone full unlocked. He's too scared to shave it himself, so he's just let it go. Because <laughs> he's a big wuss. Ah, lovely beard. Right. Um, <laughs> lovely guy. Uh, I just... Lovely yeah, podcast. Well, goes, goes, Check goes out Grief saying. Burrito. It's brilliant. They're doing two um, episodes a week now. It's ridiculous. The only other thing I wanted to briefly mention, and again, no spoilers here. I just want to say, on record, how incredible WandaVision is. Oh my goodness, it is good. It's so good. I find myself looking forward to watching it like, as soon as it comes out. And I know we had a bit of a debate in the Discord this week, didn't we, about where people stand on having a weekly episode versus it being there all the time. Yeah, binge But I have, I have really enjoyed it being there on a Friday evening as yeah. like a... I'm properly excited to watch this. I agree. Over the last month. I think it's been Um, designed like that as well. It's just been outstanding. Yes, it is the best TV show about at the minute. Yeah, gripping stuff. And it's really nice to not really have a clue where it's going. (laughs) So entertaining. Yeah, no, I agree with you on that. It's brilliant. Shall we run through the Netflix top 10? Yeah, let's do it. In at number 10 this week is I Am A Killer. I think that was in the top 10 last week, wasn't it? I believe so. Death row inmates convicted of a capital murder give first-hand accounts of their crimes in this documentary series. Number nine is Baywatch. Right. So, a few <laughs> words on Baywatch. Go on. It's not the TV show, it's the film, no. by the way. It's all right. <laughs> it's, because it's fine. It got, yeah, but it got absolutely slammed when it came out. Yeah, and, for and no I think reason. It was, no, no reason. I think it was very much just like... The critics and the papers were, oh, it's time to, have, you know, we've always been quite nice to Dwayne Johnson and Zac Efron. Well, this time we're letting them have it because yeah. it's no worse than most of their other films. <laughs> no, it's no different to most of their other films. It's good fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's fun. Check it out. It's on Netflix. Um, number eight is The Vampire Diaries. That's sticking around in the top ten. That'll be there for months, months now. it will. Now yeah, it's it will. back on Netflix. People will be doing rewatches of the whole thing. There's eight seasons of it. Uh, number seven is Superstore. Yeah, I've watched a couple of those, actually. I, I was going to say, have you watched any more of those? Yeah, I watched um, 
actually watched one last night just before I came up to bed and it was the best one. It was um, all the stuff got stuck in the store. It was about episode nine or ten. It was really funny. Oh, really? Yeah. I might uh, have to check yeah. it out. I've never even heard of it before this. No, I had neither. I, like I said, I think I mentioned it the other week. I, d- I just don't think it's ever been on over here or if it has, I've totally missed it. But yeah, I think I think it will get better as well as I sort of get to know the characters a bit. But um, yeah, it's a, bit a promising start from what I've seen. Yeah, definitely. Um, number six is Snowpiercer. Just We've mentioned that, that you've started watching it. <laughs> number five is Teen Titans Go to the Movies. Awesome. Which is a Teen Titans superhero film from 2018. Um, feeling left out of the superhero movie craze, the Teen Titans plan to boost their popularity by turning their supervillain by turning the supervillain Slade into their arch nemesis. How's that in the top ten, top five? How's that happened? It's from it's three years old for a start. There's kids at home. Yeah, true, very true. There's no other kids' films though. Why are they picking that one? I don't know. It's new. I don't know. Four still holding its place in the top five is Bridgerton. Yep. Crazy times. Number three is News of the World, Tom Hanks' new film. Looks like a rugged old man in that poster. That's as good going as it has been there less than 24 hours, I believe. Yep. Uh, number two is Firefly Lane. Okay, yeah. We've talked about that. We talked about that briefly last week. And number one is Crime Scene, The Vanishing at the Hotel Cecile. Oh, but that, that equally impressive. Yeah, because it's again, again only been there for a day. The notorious Cecil Hotel grows in infamy when guest Eliza Lamb vanishes. From the creator of the Ted Bundy tapes, a dive into crime's darkest places. Uh, it's four episodes, an hour Good each. Read. I'm definitely going to get on that at some point this weekend. Same. That's done. That's all the news. That's all the watches and all the Netflix and all the Netflix top ten. Uh, just before we do move on to the movie, I wanted to give our Discord another plug because I have been chuckling all afternoon. <laughs> we did have some fun conversations in this. <laughs> I, I'm not. I don't want to give anything away because I want to encourage people to come in and join in the conversation but a couple of ideas came up today for TV programmes <laughs> one especially is a goer I'm, I'm prepared <laughs> to pitch it. shall I mention the the, the, the singing one <laughs> yeah do I, I, I've been laughing all afternoon about the concept of basically stealing the masked singer idea <laughs> but everyone who sings has to wear a mask of a famous Brian Therefore, it's called The Masked Brian Singer. <laughs> and some of the suggestions have been excellent. Yeah, agreed. It's been, it's been very, it's kept me entertained at work today. It's been very funny. We have a lot so, of fun in that Discord. So yeah, come in and check it out. It's dead easy yeah. to do. There's a link in the bottom of the show notes. You just click that link. It'll, if you've not got an account, it'll set you on up. If you have got an account, you'll just get straight in there. Come and join us. It's good fun. Yeah, come and have a chat. Definitely. So, are you ready to talk about this week's film? I am. Okay, this week we watched a film called Dark Light. I'm pretty sure all the way through this I'm going to call it Dead Light because I've been saying that all week to people. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's from 2019. It is a 15. It runs for exactly one hour and 30 minutes. Currently rated at 4.2 on IMDb. Um, um, go on. <laughs> no, so I was just going to say that that sort of, in terms of an IMDb rating, is comparable to, what, is, was Deadcon around that? Or was that lower? That was a little bit lower. That was okay. two point something, I think. Oh, okay. 
Right. It's probably up and around. It's, it's our kind of wheelhouse. It's the lower end of what we do. Most things sure. we do are five or six. Uh, stars, Jessica Madsen as a character called Annie. Um, you'll know her. She's in Bridgerton for a start, so you might know her from that. Oh, was she? No, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't spot that. Um, she's also she's probably most famous. She's in the oh, new Leatherface no. film. Well, not new. Wait, but I can picture her now. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> she's in Leatherface. She's also in Rambo Last Blood. Um, also stars a little kid called Opal Littleton. She plays Emily, and his daughter. <laughs> she's Annie's daughter. You won't have recognised her from anything else because she's a kid and she's not been in anything else. And lastly, stars a guy called Ed Brody who plays Paul, and he's a strange husband. Again, not really that famous. Hasn't really done anything. Um, incidentally, there is a character in this called Walter. Do you remember Walter? Yes. Do you know where we've seen him before? No. I'd be very impressed if you did. You've got one over on me. I don't. (laughs) I'd be very impressed if you got it. Walter played a zombie in the resort. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) I'm never getting that. I just noticed it on his IMDb. I thought it was interesting to mention. Um, Yeah, he played a zombie in the resort. Written and directed by a guy called Pad... I don't know how you pronounce his name. Padrick? Padrick. Padrick Reynolds. Uh, Padrick Reynolds, who, again, hasn't really done much of anything before that you're going to have heard of, so I've not mentioned it. Do you have a one-word review of Dark Light? Then he said Dead Light. Signs 2. <laughs> wow. That's giving it some credit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I like that you've assumed that. <laughs> uh, where does this film start, Nick? Uh, in a farmhouse. Does foggy house I've written in the middle of nowhere? Well, uh, there's a cornfield. There's always a cornfield. Of course, there is. They might as well have called this film horror cliche. There is a cornfield. There's no baseball diamond. We (laughs) are in, yeah, proper horror horror trope. Yeah, um, there's so many cliches in this film. We'll I'll try and list them off as we go through. What happens in this house? There's a woman and she's not happy. Right? She's not (laughs) because human. she is barreling around with a shotgun. See what yeah. I did there. Um, she, nice. <laughs> she's looking for uh, Emily. Yep. We know this because she screams Emily a lot. <laughs> yeah, Emily though and does not want to be found. She certainly does not. She she um, she tries to escape out a window. Little Emily, who is the the little girl. Yeah. Um, she smashes a hand. Yeah. Uh, she's bleeding everywhere, and I was slightly confused, but it turns out this farmhouse has got a lift. Yes. Like a proper lift. <laughs> yeah. Or elevator to our <laughs> um, friends across the pond. And that is where Emily goes and hides. Yeah, she goes and hides in the elevator. It's a proper old-fashioned sort of grated door thing, isn't it? Yeah, like an old-fashioned hotel kind of elevator, but only for sure. one person. Yes. The lady who we later find out is Annie, her mother. She's kind of scrambling around the house, as you said. She finds Emily in this lift... As she does, she shoots a dude. That's what I've written. Yeah. <laughs> she a man turns and shoots someone. Without even and looking. instantly regrets it, yeah. Um, and then we see from her perspective, she kind of turns towards Emily. And Emily's like, Mom, no! And then she shoots the gun again. So yeah. it's, it seems like she shot the kid as well. No, I thought she clearly aimed above her. Well, the, I think we the, were supposed to think she would shot the kid. Yeah, I think we were. <laughs> I didn't buy it. Um, <laughs> There's a lot in this film you didn't buy, Nick. Um, (laughs) Cut to the next scene. There's police everywhere. There's blue and red flashing lights all over the house. Um, She, Annie's being arrested. Uh, The man is still alive. This man turns out to be Paul, Annie's ex-husband and the father of Emily. 
he is getting um, tied to a stretcher and yeah. put in the back of an ambulance. He doesn't look in a good way. He doesn't look in a good I, way at all. It looks like he's just very... been shot at point blank by a shotgun. Yeah, I want to be very specific about this because it will be relevant later <laughs> on. <laughs> it certainly will. Um, then we hit into the title card, basically. Cut from the title card and a few credits to a car. There's a car pulling up to the same house. Um, and it turns out this is previously in time. Yeah, we're flashing back. We're flashing back to when they first, when Annie and Emily first moved into this house. Yeah. And it turns out that it's the house that Emily grew up uh, Annie grew up in. Yeah, it's her childhood home. Yeah, and the house is like a time capsule. Um, <laughs> Nothing's changed for 30 odd years. Right, yeah. The the timeline doesn't work here straight away, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> because, I, I mean, let's say, looking from, from, from the age of uh, Annie, she is 25 to 30. Yes, I'd agree with that. Her daughter is 10. I would say. Yeah, roughly. So, even if we absolutely say she had this kid really early. Yeah. She has not been away from this house for very long. No. And why is it just full of Victorian <laughs> wardrobes and beds and like, the house looks like it's not been lived in for 40 years. Yeah. And it just didn't sit right with me. I'm like, you've not grown up in this house. I'm not buying it straight away. Maybe your mother grew up in this house, but you certainly didn't. Because she says she says later on that her mum has recently died. Yeah. And they had this lift put into the house when her mother grew, went ill because she couldn't yeah. use the stairs anymore. So it hasn't even been that long. So it's not even been empty? No. But Emily's never been there before. And it's like it's like you said, it's like it's been abandoned for 50 years. And then, and, and then she takes, and then she takes Emily up to her room. Her like, this was my room when I was a kid. Yeah. And it's still got like a kid's bed in it. Yeah. And there's creepy dolls everywhere. Yeah. And I'm like, none of what I'm seeing lines up with what you're telling me. <laughs> Completely, it's mental. And and you've just lazily kitted out this house to look like a horror set. Yes. And it put me on a bad foot right away because <laughs> I'm like, this is terrible attention to detail. This this film is just cliche after cliche after cliche. There's no story yeah. here at all. We'll get we'll get into it more, but there's no story here. It's it's a it's a scary old house, a creepy kid, a cornfield, a scarecrow, horrible sheriff. There's just there's a, every movie horror movie cliche you can think of is in this film. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Doors, you might already be getting doors. my thoughts on this film, but we'll get to it as we go through. But and we'll come to it at the end. Um, that night, uh, the first night they move in, Annie gets woken up in the night by a noise. Um, and I she... mean, it's more than a noise. Well, yeah, it's <laughs> some banging and clattering and scratching. and It's, it's someone like, yeah. Basically somebody's in the house. In yeah. the wall, isn't it? <laughs> somebody's in the walls of the house. Another horror movie cliche. She, invest- she goes down to investigate, she grabs a torch, and she finds the front door open. And then she sees something move under a door. And then the most confusing cut in any film ever happens because we cut to a sheriff station and Annie's being interviewed by a sheriff. It's pretty and brutal. I was like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> what? What? How many timelines are in this film? They start off by saying that, that Emily's missing. Yeah. And that Annie's ex-husband Paul thinks that she's responsible for that. Because she shot him. Because she then... shot him. 
So this then is following she's on shot at the daughter. Daughter. Yeah. So this is following on from the opening scene of the film. So I've written here. We've got two timelines going on. But it's literally just that one line. What you've just said. That's all that happens. But yeah, that's all happens. And then it goes back Absolutely. to the flashback. Yeah. <laughs> um, we cut back to the house from there, and the dad shows up. Paul shows up. Yeah, he's checking they've moved in. Okay. Checking that they're okay. Yeah. Um, and he's not pleased to see him at all uh, because it turns out he was cheating on her whilst her mum was dying. And then he leaves and he says, I'll come back on Friday. So he obviously doesn't live too far away. So I don't know how far these people have moved. It doesn't appear that they've moved very far. No. They're in the middle of nowhere, but they're they're not far away from each other. And then one of the most nonsensical scenes that I've ever seen in a film happens. Because yes. they decide... <laughs> Obviously, these people talk have about, never watched a horror film in their life before. Yeah, talk, talk about bad cuts, but this net one coming up is right up there. <laughs> Annie and Emily decide they're going to go and play some games in the cornfield at night. At night. <laughs> so they get a flashlight each and they go and play flesh, Fleshlight. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole different film. They go and play Flashlight Tag in a cornfield <laughs> at night because, of course, they do. Why Why wouldn't you? I'm terrified of cornfields. I wouldn't even go anywhere near one at night. I wouldn't go near one in the day. So who's playing flashlight tag? That's be- Growing up a Stephen King fan makes you scared of cornfields. Sure. You don't <laughs> even like it in a tin, do you? No, I don't, actually. I threw that tin at you. You moved right, right quick. I don't move quick ever, and I did move quick. <laughs> um, so the, the idea of this game is that you run around this cornfield, and if you spot the other person, you shine your torch on them, and that's tag. Then Annie loses track of where Emily is and this huge bright light shines in Annie's face. Yeah. Like a like somebody's turned a floodlight on and she screams that Emily turn your light off and it's like there's clearly not Emily's torch. Quite obviously. There's <laughs> it's like an aeroplane light. Yeah, it really is right enough down on you. Um so the torch goes off but now she can't find Emily at all. Uh, the reason she can't find Emily is because for some inexplicable reason Emily's on the roof of the house. This made no sense. It was a terrible cut because it then cuts to the next day. Yeah. I'm like, oh, hang on. We just saw her on the roof. We didn't see her get her off, get her no. mother go to rescue her. And this, her being stood on the roof bore no resent. It bore no effect on the story uh, or any of the <laughs> events was, later on in the movie. It was pure nonsense. <laughs> Absolute nonsense. <laughs> Like you say, it then cuts to the next morning and the sheriff's in the house now. The sheriff is a, another lady and they're in the house together, her and Hanny, Annie. Um, and the sheriff's kind of talking to Emily and she's not talking back. She's gone all quiet. Um, she Emily claims that she doesn't know how she got on the roof or what the lights were that her mum had seen. Yeah. Um, the sheriff does not buy any of this. She's not interested in the slightest. And... <laughs> So she leaves. She just says, right, I don't believe you. I'm going. She doesn't, to be fair, she doesn't say I don't believe you. She's like, oh, you know, if you need anything, call me back. You yeah, know. but she didn't mean She's, it. No, no, well, no, probably <laughs> not. Um, I then really like this next scene in a totally, I found it funny, but wasn't supposed to. <laughs> yeah. Because, again, no flow through whatsoever. We just cut to Annie later in the evening watching a, a YouTube video. She's found an internet crackpot. Yeah, because she goes on Google and she searches for earth groaning is the first thing yeah. she Googles. 
Which we haven't heard any of. <laughs> which we haven't heard any of. And then the second thing she Googles is, is your child being stalked? Yeah. <laughs> and then... Okay. It and she finds a strange, yeah. strange video of this, like, conspiracy theory dude who basically says, oh, yeah, there's a secret invisible lizard species that stalks kids. <laughs> Which is literally the first search result that comes up yeah, and turns out is what she's experiencing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's mental. It's so fucking lazy. It's, the, it's one of the laziest films I've ever seen. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, outside the house that night, there's some more... They look like torchlights in the uh, cornfield, don't they? Sure. So she sends Emily up to her room and she says, go up to your room, lock your door. While you do that, I'm going to go outside with this kitchen knife. And she starts shouting at the cornfield. That's <laughs> all I can describe yeah. it as. She doesn't know what's out there. And she's so like, leave. Yeah, she's it like, works. turn your lights off. And they do. <laughs> the lights just go off. And when she turns around to go back to the house, she can see a torch light being shone in the house. And it's going from her bedroom to Emily's bedroom in that sort of direction. Because yeah, Emily's in the window yeah. of her room. And the torch is heading towards her. Um, She she runs in at full pelt, um, but there isn't anything there. Um, So she calls the sheriff, and the sheriff comes out again. Um, Again, no, she doesn't really buy it. She's not having it. Um, She's like, yeah, we'll figure it out. Don't worry. Yeah, and then just as she's leaving, just as she's leaving, Paul turns up again. Yeah. So he kind of takes charge a little bit. Then we get a quick cut back to this police interview that's going on. Yeah, and the, and this time the sheriff has turned. So in the future, the sheriff's turned, and she's like, basically, you're a fucking bitch. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the, these things that you claim to see don't exist. Um, yeah, you're going down. <laughs> yeah, you've killed your kid, or where's your kid? You've hidden your kid somewhere. Um, cut back from there to Annie explaining everything that's going on to Paul, and he he's horrible too as well. Yeah, he doesn't believe he it. He says, "You're mad like your mum." Yeah, <laughs> basically. <laughs> Uh, it turns out her mum hung herself. Yeah. And because of that, Annie's previously had a nervous breakdown. All this feels like it's happened quite recently. Yes, definitely. <laughs> um, and then Emily walks in and she's absolutely caked in blood. She's got a nosebleed that's literally like her nose has exploded all over herself. What's with the nosebleeds? I don't know. Never explained. No, happens a few times, never explained once. Again, it's another <laughs> cliche, isn't it? Um, yeah <laughs> but no one asks her so as parents they don't say to her Why what the hell's happened to your face happened? yeah I've just written it in massive capital letters at this point in my notes why haven't they left the house <laughs> right not only why haven't they left the house but the ex-husband who has now been back three times keeps leaving at them at no there. point has said come back and stay at my house <laughs> no or I'll put you in a hotel this guy is an absolute train wreck. <laughs> it really These is. These characters are not real people. No, they're not. It's it's so crazy. It's like... Because Paul does say this, but Paul sorts out Emily's face. And he, the whole time he's doing it, he's staring Annie out. And then as he leaves... Because he leaves, he's like, right, I'm going now. See you later. But as he leaves, he yeah. says, I don't want Emily living with you anymore. But he doesn't do anything about that. No, He doesn't exactly. take Emily with him when he leaves. And at no point does he do anything about it. Um, so what she does, she goes into this cupboard and finds a monitor, a camera, 
And a monitor. Baby monitor. Yeah. Baby monitor. Because, of course, there's one of them in the house. So she sets that up. And a taser. And a taser in the same box. (laughs) I always keep mine together. Yeah, always keep your tasers with your baby monitors. It's just like miscellaneous electrical items. Yeah. Um, So she sets up the camera in Emily's bedroom to kind of watch her as she sleeps. But for no reason, because they wake up, they both wake up in the night because they hear a noise and they end up deciding to sleep in the same bed anyway. Sure. Um, And he hears this banging again in the night. So she gets up to go to the bathroom. She heads to the bathroom. While she's in the bathroom, the lights go out and she turns to see a being of some description heading into her bedroom. Yeah. And... So she like pegs it to the bedroom door. The door slams in her face. There's loads of lights going on inside the bedroom. Then the door opens and Emily's gone. She calls the sheriff again. <laughs> As you do. So the sheriff heads over to the house. As the sheriff's driving towards the house, Emily's standing in the middle of the road. Um, so nearly gets run over by the sheriff. Yeah, she's bleeding again. Yeah, her nose is bleeding again. So the sheriff's like, right, come in the car. I'll take you back home. Uh, because she doesn't think she's right to be taken away either. And Emily actually says, please don't take me home. So what does she do? Takes her home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so she ignores that completely because she's shit at her job. When they get back, Annie's waiting outside for them. Annie uh, says to Emily, how did you get out? She's like, I don't know how I got out. And then we cut away again. Because every time this film looks like it's going to explain something to you, we cut back to this police <laughs> interview. <laughs> And the police, well, the sheriff's asking her, why, did, why have you brought two shotguns and a thirty-eight? And... Yeah. Because <laughs> well, why have you? And then we get a flashback to the flashback. Yeah, but... <laughs> why has she brought two shotguns? Well, I'll tell you why she's is... brought two shotguns, because <laughs> the story needed it. <laughs> yeah. She's, I don't know this is really getting into the weeds, and probably no one's ever talked about this movie in such detail. Not even the really, people who made it. In On a farm in the middle of America, with no one near you... What's unusual about having a couple of guns? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just... I, I suppose really what, you know, if they'd have spent any time on this, really it should have been the sheriff saying, did you buy these guns with the intention to shoot your husband? Yeah, or because <laughs> these guns that are in this gun cabinet in this farmhouse, where have they gone? That's that would have made more sense. sensible. <laughs> um, so then we get a flashback to the flashback. So we go back to the be- very beginning scene of the film now, where she shot at Emily. Yeah. It turns out she wasn't shooting at Emily. She was shooting at the monster that was standing behind Emily in the lift. Yeah, the lift alien. That's what I've called it. <laughs> um, and that's the first time we actually get to see a full body shot of this monster, which actually don't look too bad. They've... I've got to say, yeah, as in, because it is a guy in a suit. Yeah, 100%. But it's pretty good. Yeah, it's, it as looks as a like a monster. Effect. It's got a light for a head. Yeah, and he's, he's sort of teeth are drooling from the fangs. And, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's all right. It's not, the it's, the it's monster design cool isn't design. bad. Just after she shoots it, it vanishes with Emily, and that's where the kid's gone. We go back to the we go back to the police interview room. She tells the sheriff that something not human took Emily, which is not the best Indeed. thing to say because it makes you sound like a crackpot. No, because a couple of times both her ex husband and the sheriff have sort of hinted to Annie again, sort of a sledgehammer in this movie. Look, your mother had mental health problems, and and basically calling her crazy. Yeah, uh, and it's getting hinted at here, isn't it? So just totally dismissive of her, really. Yeah. Um. So the sheriff decides she's going to charge her with a crime. She yep. arrests her, charges her with a crime, and just sends her to jail because you can do that. <laughs> um. <laughs> as they're getting into the back of the uh, police wagon to go to jail, she's like, "The sheriff's like, 
just stop lying. We know you've killed her. Um, this was so unprofessional. It was. It was <laughs> ridiculous. It was like, just confess. And you're going to jail anyway. She doesn't do that because she hasn't done anything. And then, so the, the police wagon drives off with the with her in the back. Another criminal female in the back and a policeman. Yeah. And they're driving along. It's, it's night time because that's when you transport prisoners. It's and very rainy. It's chucking it down. There's a cow in the road. <laughs> yeah, of course. Just on a bridge. There's not any cow fields anywhere around. And it's on a bridge. So... Bloody cow is the prime plot device at this point in the movie. <laughs> so the, they swerve cow. to miss this cow. And the truck drives off the bridge. And what I've written here is the slowest crash since Hungerford. <laughs> it really slowly and carefully really rolls. Slow, really. <laughs> As if they wanted to like, right, we'll just pick that back up and pretend we didn't do that. There's but, no damage to that. Car. Yeah, we need to recover this because we've got to get it back to the higher place <laughs> yeah, tomorrow morning. Yeah. Unbelievably, despite this most delicate <laughs> of crashes, everybody's dead. The two drivers or the two guys in the front are dead. Yeah. The the back doors blow open. They don't. Emily um, bashes Annie bashes the back doors open. Oh, does she? Yeah. Does this she? is what I'm really confused um, about. What's coming up? Because and everyone out the back is is kind of gone we see we see annie walk out they're both there when she walks out she takes the handcuff keys off the policeman in the back of the van and oh, gets her hand so they're dead off. as well at this point they're dead at so this it, point in the back of the lorry in the back of the truck we didn't see their bodies till later did we so, no like a mile downstream <laughs> so everyone so there's been in some this truck has died has except died. for annie annie gets apart from our uh, protagonist who has not got a mark on her no um, so she she gets the keys from the prison guard, uncuffs herself, bashes the back doors of the tr- the wagon open, and leaves. She basically swims across the river and gets out. And that's the last we see her for a little bit. The next morning, the sheriff and her deputies find this truck. Yeah, there's no like, oh, this police wagon didn't turn, turn up. up. At the yeah, they don't find jail. it until the next morning. <laughs> um, and the policeman, the deputy man, who's a nondescript man, um. Describes there's two bodies in the van and nobody in the back. Um, he thinks yeah. they've washed away. Unless there's been some sort of tsunami overnight. <laughs> because the van isn't in the water. I'm, I'm, I'm so confused about this. <laughs> um, this is what I mean. It's just so, again, just so lazy. Yeah. It, it, it's just what you see, what you see in the next scene doesn't make sense to where the last scene was left. No, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> Um, Annie heads back to the house she breaks into her own house and mentally has a bath <laughs> yeah she's, she, she has a bath I'm just yeah. going to have a bath she, now Yeah, I'm an escaped convict who's gone home as if that's not the first place they'll look but they didn't no they didn't <laughs> and then she's, she gets told up so she the, the guns are hidden under a floorboard in the bedroom sure so she grabs the second shotgun that she's now had in this film because obviously we're now post when she shot her husband. Yeah. So that shotgun would have been taken away. So this is why she needed two shotguns because we still need a shotgun. And she takes that and she sits in front of the lift. So she's like, I'm going to watch stand guard at this lift all night until something happens. Um, instantly falls asleep. She's like Dave in Dead Cop. <laughs> Yeah, exactly like No it. one can keep watch. <laughs> um, she wakes up in the middle of the night. She can hear some banging going on upstairs. 
this bit I didn't understand at all. I think, was it a dream? Yes, yeah, it was. <laughs> so she goes upstairs. There's a chest making a banging noise. A toy chest. Toy chest, the, uh, which she opens, which she opens, and it's a tunnel, which she drops a ball down, but the ball never lands. So it's obviously a deep tunnel. And then something inside the tunnel grabs her head and she wakes up. Yes, totally <laughs> nonsensical, really. In the next scene is where the police find the bodies downstream from where the van crashed. How this has happened is beyond me still, but they they take note that Annie's body isn't there. But they don't go to her house? Nope. <laughs> Good. Why would she go back there? Um, she doesn't. She Now she's, she heads to this conspiracy theorist's house, who apparently only yeah. lives around the corner. I, yes, I have a transport question shortly. <laughs> so. Because she Googled this thing, and luckily the man who's the expert on these alien creature monsters lives around the corner from her. And somehow he knows who she is. This happens a couple of times, doesn't it? <laughs> Where obviously she must have... Again, I'm putting two, two and two together and saying it's because she's been in the news. You're, or it's a small town. You're that woman who shot your kid. I mean, the news doesn't report that sort of detail <laughs> less than 24 hours. No. But they all know her. Yeah. yeah. And he says, I've been following your case. <laughs> and I put, I'm glad somebody is. <laughs> um, so basically, she describes the monster to him. He says, does it look like this? And draws an image of exactly what it looks like. Yeah. Suddenly, he, he says, he's, he's really like, it's like with fake modesty, he's like, oh, this won't be a very good drawing. And then it is it's basically a photo of the monster. <laughs> no perfect production notes of what this monster looks like. <laughs> Suddenly, her nose starts bleeding. This is a first. And she has some sort of crazy fit and blacks out. And then he, yeah, and then she, yeah. Yeah, no, sorry, it's, it's in a short while. But basically, he goes, Oh you're oh you're bleeding, that means we haven't got long left. <laughs> For what? To what? <laughs> again, never referenced again. No. So why she's blacked out, Annie has a dream of Emily lying on a rock. Um, oh, I just thought this was just a cut to her. Oh, was it? I thought it was a dream. <laughs> well, either or. You might be right. She, she yeah. turns out she was lying on a rock later, so you might be yeah, right. She's just chill, chilling on um, a rock with an alien. She kind of wakes up from her uh, coma, whatever she was in. Um Walter describes the aliens at this point as a monster. They're an extinct humanoid who yeah. who eat children for food, basically. And what they do is harvest a child's inner light. They're basically... <laughs> this, I, I can't believe I'm saying this. They are the second energy light-sucking demon that we've seen this series <laughs> on this show. Yeah, exactly right. After the um, energy vampires in Life Force. Yeah. Um, Walter comes out of a stat now that eight worldwide 800,000 kids disappear every year. Um, this fact is actually true. Mm-hmm. Backed up by stats. Um, and then he's like, right, I need you to come and follow me and look at something. And he leads her yeah, into... Because she says, will you come and help... You're the first person who believes me. Will you come and help me trap it? Yeah. I want to get my daughter back. And he's like, yeah, but ah. before we do that, I need to I need show you something. So he takes her to a separate room in his house. I think it was his garage, probably. And he locks her up. Yeah. Um, he's like, I can't let you kill it. I've been studying it my entire life. And I finally got a chance to prove that it exists. So uh, you've got to stay here now. It. I'm going to go and catch it. Yeah. And, and then he just goes, oh, I'm sorry about your door. Yeah. <laughs> and he's got loads <laughs> of missing child posters on his wall because he collects them. Yeah. Um, and then Walter heads to the house. 
Yeah. Um, I loved Walter. I thought it was brilliant because <laughs> it doesn't go well for him. It really is, it's absolutely <laughs> incredible what happens to him here. He has spent his whole life building up to this. Yeah. So this is, you know, years he's been looking. Do these things exist? No one believes me. People think I'm a crackpot. Trying to put together all this evidence. Somehow I know what they look like. Um, and this is my moment. (laughs) I finally know where I can see one of these creatures. Yeah. So he he must have a great plan. Yeah, absolutely. Must be armed to the teeth. He would not go in without a plan for his whole life. Yeah. Um. So he gets into the house. Um. He instantly sees a light and a monster attacks him. So he runs away in his car. Yeah. It slashes his face. (laughs) Um. Whilst he's in his car, driving one, there's one in the back seat of his car that attacks him whilst he's driving. um, Yeah. Which causes him to crash into a tree. Yeah. Um, where he gets out of his car and escapes to a train yard. Where is this train, train, train yard come from? from? No idea. Um, We've seen <laughs> all these like um, overhead shots of how this farmhouse is in the middle of nowhere, surrounded by fields and corn. Yeah. He was in this car for... Less than a minute. 30 seconds to a minute? Yeah. And, and now he's at, at a train, train yard. yard. Um, I've actually written at this point, what was this dude's plan? I put, he has no plan, he gets slashed, and then mind raped in a car. (laughs) Yeah, so when he gets to the train yard, he gets on a train, and he hides on this train, and this monster's looking for him, and then it finds him, and then it... He doesn't really hide, he just sits sits in one of the seats. (laughs) And then it finds him, and then it kills him. And the next day, the police find his body underneath the train. And Walter, 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 Ma, Walter. You've blown it. You've completely blown it. And then he turned into a zombie and headed to the resort. Um, <laughs> so the police were like, well, we've still not been to Annie's house, but what no. we should probably do now is go to this guy's house because he might know something. So they do. They head to his house. Um, Annie's there, but she's hiding from them. Well, they f- they find him first, don't they? Yeah, they, they, they find, find his body the under the train. train yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, right, and then they go, oh, yeah, we'll we'll go to his house. Yeah. And We're still not bothered about our missing prisoner. No, she just happens to be hiding from them in this house, which they never notice. And then suddenly we cut back and Annie's now back at her own house. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm just trying to catch up with my notes because she sneaks past them, doesn't she? Yeah. Um, gets out of, of Walter's house and she's suddenly back at her house. Yeah. There's... So they've missed her. And she's walked back? Or got the so train, either, maybe. I don't know. She's <laughs> either they missed her car, or she's a really fast walker. Who um, knows? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not or, a clue. All, all roads just lead back to this farmhouse, I guess. And if you think this film makes no sense to this point, the next thing I'm going to tell you is crazy. Yeah. Paul shows up. Paul is fine. Yeah. Paul, who was last Shotgunned. seen sequentially, at least, uh, if not linearly, um, he was being loaded onto a gurney because he's been shot. At point, point blank range by a shotgun. With a shotgun. Now, correct me if I'm no, he's, wrong. He's, he's fine. I think this is the next day. Am I wrong? I mean, I think she's only been in prison overnight. Yeah. I, I, she got. Yeah. She got arrested. For shooting Paul, she got questioned, charged, and sent off at night. So it could even be the same night. 
and then this she said this is the she's, next day. Her, yeah, she's certainly not in Boone in prison for weeks with her daughter with, missing for weeks. I think this is less than twenty four hours after he got shot. I mean, why isn't this a bigger story? Man <laughs> completely recovers from shot. It's absolutely no ill effects whatsoever. He's absolutely fine. Um, I thought I was going crazy. No, she texts me, and you're I, like, what? "Yeah, how is this guy all right?" Because I said, I said, I think I said in the text, I don't because we never talk about the no, films. No, we don't. Until we come and record this, but I, I just said I have to check this. Is why is her husband back? I, he got a shot. <laughs> I hadn't got to that point I just, yet. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. And then I text you like five minutes later. I was like, I have no clue what's going on. And um, Paul's decided he's going to be the hero in this now because sure. he can survive shock. He's virtually immortal. Um, so he he heads down to the basement because he's going to check this lift. To see what's going on. So he suddenly believes her all of a sudden. Because he never has done before. Um, much like Walter. Paul has not got much of a plan either. Um, no. Because he heads into this lift. And instantly gets cr- attacked by them. Attacked by them. He does. The lights get in basically. And now he's disappeared. So Annie decides she's going to go to look for him. So she heads down yeah. to the basement. Um She ignored him when he first walked in the yeah, house. Yeah completely. But now she's heard a commotion in the basement. She's... she's Thought she better check it out. And he gets a shot into one of these monsters. She manages to shoot one and then runs yeah. away from it and then it disappears. It's gone. Yeah, so she closes the basement yes. door behind her, doesn't she? Yeah. She, like you say, she gets a shot off at it. Yeah. Uh, then when she, opens, when she the opens the door again, door, it's, it's gone. not there. Um, yeah. Meanwhile, the sheriff showed up. She's standing in the hallway of the house and has now seen... Not fucking time. Yeah, has now seen Annie emerge from the basement with a shotgun. So she obviously pulls her gun, says, Annie, drop your gun. Not Annie, get your gun. Um, <laughs> and she does. So Annie puts the gun down. Um, suddenly, one of the monsters is now behind the sheriff. And Ivorian shakes her to death. Because it just violently <laughs> grabbed her and shook her really hard. And then... I, I think it was a bad, again, poor direction and a bad cut. Because I, I think we were supposed to think the alien... Had, so instead of, like, zapping her with its light, it literally just shoved its hand into her back. Yeah. And, and shook her. She kind of like, yeah. <laughs> like she was a she ventriloquist kind of like dummy. Uh, calcified, didn't yeah, she? Yeah, he kind of sucked all the life out of her. Um, Annie now comes up with a great plan of going to hide under the kitchen table. Um, um, Always a winner. Yep. Yeah, and it works because the monster gets on top of the table and can't find her. Yeah. Um, she then kills it with a lamp. She stabs it with a lamp. Of course she does. <laughs> and she's like, oh, I can't shoot these things they ah. seem to be able to survive it but i appear to be able to electrocute them yeah it doesn't like electric bullets yeah can handle bullets. no effect electricity aha. aha i've got away and guess what i've got in the house in the baby monitor box well you know the old saying if you introduce a taser in act one <laughs> you've got to use it in act three <laughs> so bad chekhov's taser um, so she gets in this lift with this taser, she heads down in the lift and finds a hidden tunnel under the house. Um, I mean... Because, of course, she does. Yeah. It's, <laughs> this, it's fucking huge. This elevator goes down into the tunnel as well. It's like, it doesn't stop at the basement. Um, when she gets down there, she finds some, what I can describe as bodies in green pools of liquid. Yeah, like, again, like desiccated kids. Yeah, were we supposed to know who these were? Or... They just. I think they're just general missing, missing kids. Yeah. Um, 
the only person down there who isn't in a pool is Paul. She finds him, and he's still alive. Yeah, of course he is. Yeah, he doesn't remember how he got there. He doesn't remember anything, but he is alive. Um, this guy has been in the last <laughs> twelve to twenty-four hours. He's taken a shotgun. Yep. He's recovered from that. Yep. He's been slashed and God knows what by an alien. Yep. No, fine. These these monsters don't He's, kill this family. They will kill everybody else in their path, but for some reason yep. will not kill this family. Um, Paul cannot be killed. Paul cannot be killed. So they decide, right, Emily's probably down here somewhere. Let's go yeah. and find her. Because he says, well, where are we? And she's like, we're under the house. And he's, he doesn't even question it. He's like, oh, okay, there's a cave under the house. Um, so they decide, right, we'll go and find Emily. And instantly, pretty much, they turn around the corner and they find Emily. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and a monster's feeding off her. It's kind of just hovering over and sucking all the life out of her. So Paul says, right, Annie, here's my car key. And I'm sorry for not believing you earlier. And then Paul's like, cock of the walk now. Yeah, he's he's like, pretty sure I'm invincible. I'll go and distract the alien. <laughs> so he decides to go and distract this alien. Well, it's not an alien, it's a monster. Which it does, it runs after him. And Annie, so Annie goes to rescue Emily. Emily won't wake up until she does. And she says, I knew you would come for me, mummy. I, I just picked her up and ran. Yeah. I don't know why we have to wait for her <laughs> to, to, to wake up. up. But... Um, the monster then eats Paul. Yeah, um, Paul is not invincible. Paul, as it turns out, <laughs> Paul is less than invincible. Um, Annie shoots this monster, and they, they kind of already she knows it doesn't hap- doesn't work, but she shoots it anyway. And then they go back up in the lift, and Annie, for some where on earth she got the petrol from. I don't know, but she manages to get some petrol. It's a farm. You can kind of... Yeah, fair enough. That's, that's the, the, the probably... I'll give them that okay, one. Okay, fair enough. Um, she pulls the petrol down this lift shaft um, and then around the house. And then suddenly an arm bursts through the floorboards yep. and grabs her leg. And it crawls through and starts sucking her life out of her with the light. And at this point she thinks, I've got a taser. Yeah. So she tasers this it's, alien and, and then shoots it's not an alien, it's a monster. Then she shoots it after she's tasered it. And then might be an alien. Oh no, it's humanoid. You're right. <laughs> and then she gets her lighter out and she slowly flicks it into the petrol and sets the house on fire. And one of the aliens is also on fire. And they leave, they get away. Emily and Annie leave in Paul's car. Um as the house burns in the background. Unbelievably, there's not a monster in the car. Yep. They make a clean getaway. And Emily says, Emily turns to Annie and she says, is it dead, mummy? And she says, yes, sweetie, it's dead. But it's not. We get a, well, it is. Well, we get a little bit of a but thing where it looks like there's we, some more in we, the fields, doesn't it? Yeah, because there was more than one light and there always was. <laughs> yeah, there was. So that one's dead, but the rest of them aren't. They've just lost the way to get into their tunnel. And then the film ends. Yeah. Thoughts? Absolute nonsense. Absolute garbage. <laughs> like, it's it's just literally nonsensical. Yeah, completely. It doesn't make it... There's no story there whatsoever. I'm pretty sure the timelines don't add up anyway. Pretty sure if you go into it a bit deeper. Because as far as I can see, the last time... The original timeline gets used is when the sheriff takes Emily back to the house. And yes. then the next scene after that, in theory, should be the first scene from the film. 
Yes. So there's a big chunk missing. Yeah. <laughs> so how how long is between that? Exactly. And why did they stay in the house so long? Why did they stay in the house at all? Yeah, after the first night when you hear something in the walls. Just leave. The, oh, the fact that the dad didn't take them home. It's all just but, convenient to get to the next scene. But also... None of it links up. What are these things and why are they in this house? How has no one ever noticed them before if her mum's... Her and her mum lived there for years and years. Yeah, and this... And these kids have all gone missing over years and years. Why have they suddenly started now? Why have they come out of the woodwork now? They were never interested in Annie when she was little. No. Because it is, is it, it is implied that, I guess, this is what drove her mum mad as well. Yeah, I guess so. It was implied that. It was never implicitly told that. You, um, you, you had a man in this film who could have explained everything and doesn't. And that's a criminal offence. Yeah. There's no explanation um, in this film and the story is non-existent. There is no story because of so, that. It's just... So, they, all these things have just turned up in the last... Let's say she's not been there for 10 years, even though she says she has because she was looking after her mum and that's why they put the lift yep. in. At some point in the last couple of years, these things have just turned up and made this place their home and carved this intricate intricate cave system. Even though Walter's been studying them for his entire life. Yeah. <laughs> and there's like loads of missing kids under there. <sighs> it makes no sense. And there's an invincible man in this film yep. for no reason. <laughs> that... That is crazy. The fact that the filmmakers haven't spotted that because they got so... I presume they just got so lost in their timelines they didn't know what they were doing. I'd, I'm not sure there was much proofreading. No. Uh, or the film version of proofreading. You know me. I'm quite forgiving of bad horror. I, do, I, I will let most things slide in horror films for obvious reasons. But for this, this is criminally bad. The, you it's, can't forgive I've it. I've said it, said it before. I will... I cannot emphasize enough how lazy this it's is. It's so lazy. It's one of the most lazy films I've ever seen. Scene to scene just doesn't link up or make Nothing sense. Nothing makes sense. From the last scene. <laughs> it is unbelievable. There's no reason for it to be. Why is there a cornfield there? Just because cornfields appear in horror films. You get a close-up on this scarecrow a few times. It's never mentioned once. It's just a scary scarecrow because scarecrows are scary because of Stephen King. Every horror film cliche is in this film. It kind of feels like it's just been patched yep. together from... It, here's a load of footage. I mean, just see what you can... Pa- see if you can patch it yeah, together. Yeah, this is to just like the best bits of all the horror films from the last... best movie you can. Yeah, it's the best bits from all the horror films from the last No, I mean, I mean, literally, someone's been, someone who's not filmed this <laughs> just has been given all the footage... Can't make a film here. ...and been told, piece this together as best as you Maybe can to make sense. Because... <laughs> It's, it's awful. It's so awful. And I don't say that about many horror films. I I am quite forgiving for horror. But this is terrible. It's not... A, you can be... Yeah, but I understand how you can be forgiving of a horror because you don't necessarily need it to totally make sense if you are getting the scares or whatever. Yeah. But there is, there's nothing... There's no it. scares, there's no story, and none of it makes sense, and it's basically filmed out of order for no reason. Yeah. You could put this film in the right order and it would be just as bad as it is. I thought I was malfunctioning. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I like, screwed up this film. I hated this. I absolutely hated this so much. Because it's it's unforgivable to just be that bad. I checked the time as I was going through this and I was like, oh, 
I'm nowhere near far through as far through this as I, I thought. did exactly the I same thing. Like, when she sat down with Walter, I'm like, oh, there's probably only 15, 20 minutes left. Because it felt like it was coming to a conclusion at that point. And there was like 40 minutes left. It, what I'm trying to say is, I guess, it kind of dragged, but it didn't. Yeah. Because I, I checked the time a couple of times. I was like, oh, it's only 10 minutes since I last <laughs> checked. I'm sure it was half an hour. Yeah. <laughs> but having said that, I didn't... I, I, <laughs> I wasn't considering sort of not like I can turn it off anyway, yeah. but do you know what I mean? It wasn't quite that level. Yeah, it for didn't me. feel like it was never going to end, but but it's awful. It's so bad. It's it's the second worst humanoids film we've seen, and the first one wasn't good. <laughs> uh, That's true. Last season we watched Humanoids from the Deep, yeah, um, and that was bad. Uh, I think this is worse. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Humanoids from the corn. <laughs> so that brings us nicely to the stream table. So shall we talk stream table? Yeah. So this is going to be the 19th film that enters this stream table. Where am I going to... I presume I'm reading from the bottom. Yes, let's read bottom up. Uh, so let's see how far Currently we an 18th on the stream table is Swiped. Uh, 17th is Aerials. 16th is Malevolent. 15th is Life Force, 14th Deadcon. I don't think I need to go any higher than that. No. <laughs> I mean, I think it's fairly easy for me. Go on. Um, my, my start of a 10 is that it goes between Aerials and Malevolent. Yeah, I could I could get on board. It isn't as good as Malevolent. And that's saying something because Malevolent's hot garbage. <laughs> aerials is terrible, but do you have to give Aerials? I don't know. Do you, do you have to give Ariel some sort of dispensation because of what it is? It's the worst acting I've ever seen. But it's made by people who have never made films before. <laughs> These people are filmmakers who have made this. But it's, it's proper actors. Ariel's is, is the longest hour and 20 minute film I've ever watched in my life. I could I'd but happily I, I think... watch this film go to the bottom of this dream table. But... So, so I definitely think that that's not out of the question. I, I think the way I see it with these is that Malevolent, as you say, is a terrible film. Yeah. Uh, but it's 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 a level above this, this bottom three. Yeah. They, they are on an island uh, and they are all amongst the worst films I've ever seen. <laughs> Swiped, Aerials and Dark Light are all terrible. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think I can put this below aerials or swipes. I don't They're, think I can. The do three it. of them are so close together, though. They literally should all three be tied at the bottom because they're all garbage. If they'd have just laced this one together a bit, it wouldn't be in the same conversation as those two. No, probably not. This this is down there for different reasons for me. I mean, swipes is just morally terrible. Um, an abomination and makes how no you described sense. it on the website um, yeah <laughs> Ariel's is completely nonsensical and unintentionally hilarious according to your write up yeah. <laughs> that's true also um, and this is just this is lazy and is that a worse crime that's what you've got to ask I guess it's lazy and poorly made because like the you only... say the, the, Go on. the creatures I was just gonna say are that. pretty cool the only thing it's got going for it is the creature design is all right. Like, um, the I, I, sorry, I can't remember the lady who stars in this. What did you say? 
Baltimore Mudson. Yep, I did say that. <laughs> I put my notes away, I don't know. She's okay. Yeah. She's fine. Yeah, I'll give you that. I, the I the acting isn't bad. It's just, it's really badly made and really badly written. And it's directed and written by the same guy. So he just has to take all the credit for it, I'm afraid. I, I'm happy with it going above aerials. But all three of those films should be tied bottom. Because they're all <laughs> equally as bad as each other. Yeah? Yeah, this is, 16. this is not good. Yeah. Wow. We're on too much at the bottom. We need to move to the top of the table. We've not had anything near the top. <laughs> the randomizer. The randomizer is really, are... really playing with us this season. Yeah, we are um, we are at the mercy of the randomizer. Yes. We need to turn the tide on uh, Dark Light. How are you making this film better? <laughs> um, I want to just can I just put it in the right order? Well, it doesn't need to have two timelines. No, that's true. Put it in the right order. It, it's trying to it's, be too it, clever it, for itself, and it doesn't need to be. Doesn't need the gimmick. We've we've seen we. This is a a common complaint for us, isn't it? Yeah. You don't need to, movies don't need to be as clever as they're trying to be. No. Just, Just tell your story. Story first, story first, gimmick later. Yeah. Story, and characters, this... gimmick. That's the way you should be looking at it. If you've got good yeah. characters and you can tell a good story, you're going to get a decent film. Your gimmick has to come later on. And this film doesn't need a gimmick. It's got a gimmick. It's got monsters with lights for heads. You don't <laughs> need to split it and t- flip it around all over the place in the timeline. You've got a good monster. Like a memorable design, and you never use it. Like, you know, you don't explain what it is or, um, or use it properly. It's unforgivable. This film, it really. I'm so disappointed by it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, just make it, make it, make, make sense. it make sense. Put just, it in the right order. Fill in the gaps. Just write, there's definitely a yeah. gap between the two timelines that isn't explained. I'm not asking for much here. <laughs> I, you know, I'm not gonna say. Uh, turn it into a full-on alien invasion movie and spend $100 million. I'm trying to be realistic yeah. and say, just, uh, why was she on the roof? Just make it make sense. <laughs> Put it in the right order. Fill in, you've the, definitely what, got a gap. What were the nosebleeds about? Yeah. What did they mean? When when Walter says, oh, your, your nose is bleeding, that means we haven't got long left. What does that what mean? Does that mean? <laughs> what does any of this mean? How did Paul survive his shotgun wound? Absolutely. How did he survive his shotgun wound? Crazy. Absolutely. Yeah, so I I would just put it in the right order and fill in there's definitely a gap between the two timelines, fill that in. You you've got a better film. Um, Other than that, just, just fucking burn put it in it. the sea. <laughs> yeah. Um shall we pick next week's film? Yes. So twenty, there's only five left after next week. What are you looking for? What do you want? Let's go for a uh let's go let's have a drama, you know, let's let's get our teeth into something a bit uh Performancy. Okay. I feel like we've not. Need... I feel like we've not been. I agree. Had our socks knocked off from like a really good story and really. Good even if film. the film shit. Well, I was going to say even if the film films. <laughs> I can't shit. Even if the film shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then let's let's um let's have a couple of good performances that really make us take us make us sit back. Fair enough. I'm going to press the button. Are you ready? I am. It has picked a film called. Alex Strangelove. Okay. Now, Alex Strangelove is an original that's been on the long list since the beginning. It's survived. Yeah, I, I have. I, I recall definitely um, having seen it. It survived almost 100 presses of that randomizer, but it's finally come out. <laughs> Do you know what it is? Any ideas? 
I think it's like a teen type drama, but I I, I may be way <laughs> off base. No, you're right. It's a comedy drama romance, a rom com dram. Um, it's a Netflix original. It says Alex, high school class president, nerd, and straight A student, has been dating Claire a long time. They decide to sleep together, but then he meets a gay guy and he's confused. Oh, cool. drama! It's got the kid from the package That's... in it. Oh, okay. Um, what's his name? Daniel Daniel Dehenny. It's certainly very different to this week. <laughs> it certainly is. It's a that is what is so cool about the random. Yeah, it's, we we never do the same thing two weeks in a row, do we? So yeah, check out Alex Strangelove, and in the meantime, check us out on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd, where you will find us at bots underscore podcast. Facebook.com slash bottom of the stream. The website is bottomofthestream.com. On there, you'll find every episode we've ever recorded. You'll find all the stream tables, loads of other cool stuff, including some merch. Um, check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash bottom of the stream. If you join us on Patreon, it costs you a couple of quid every month. You'll get early access to the episodes, you'll get bonus episodes. Uh, Nick writes a newsletter every month. We've got some stickers we can send out to you. And if you come in at a certain level, you'll get a wild card, so you can pick one of the films. Still two wild cards left to play in this season. Only five episodes left. Also, check us out on Discord. We mentioned Discord earlier on. Come and check us out. You'll see the link in the bottom of the show notes. Literally, press that and you'll be there. Yep. If you can't do any of that, then please consider leaving us a review anywhere that you can review podcasts. That could be Podbean, Podchaser, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere else, because uh, that really helps... Um, people find us it really. does indeed uh, it helps the algorithm um any of those reviews feedback much appreciated if you can't do that maybe you could find a cornfield and leave us a review in the form of a crop circle nice that'd be cool so you could see it from space that would be cool yeah <laughs> talking of podcast apps i quickly want to mention the um cephalopod app that's just launched um, it's oh, a yes. podcasting app that is fantastic, run by a few friends of ours in the podcast world, and uh, they're just trying to start out. They're starting a new way for people to make money from podcasting. So check out Cephalopod. You'll find it on the Play Store, and I think it's now on the iOS Store as well. It's really good. I've been doing listening to all my podcasts on it. So uh, It is on iOS because I have it excellent. as well. So uh, yeah, check it out. Cephalopod, it's called. It's got a green logo. You'll find it easily. Uh, yeah, so do that, and then check out... Alex Strangelove, and we'll come back next week to talk to you about it. Bye!